Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim of living well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. We're continuing our look at some of the key aspects of the grand story. That is, the story that's older than any of the world's religions. The story that evokes a longing in our hearts to live well. We've looked at singularity and mystery. Today we look at desirability. The grand story of desirability undermines the notion that the spiritual life is an imposition or a constraint, something that comes to us from the outside in. Quite the contrary, the grand story teaches us that living from the heart is the deepest longing of our life. This shouldn't really surprise us. No one sets out to live badly. I really believe that. I picked it up in some ways from John Lewis, who told about being trained in the civil rights movement when he faced opposition. They were told to think of their opponents as babies. Because once upon a time, even though they might have a fire hose or a baton in their hand and were working violently, there was a time when that baby crawled around on the floor and played with toys and and um, wasn't thinking at all about racist things. It was John Lewis's way of remembering that no one sets out to live badly. I think that's a good principle in the spiritual life as well. Of course, we can get sidetracked into false desires, and some of those become very harmful, but that doesn't negate the fact that down there somewhere, at some layer, maybe covered over by all sorts of stuff, we still want, desire, and long to live well. So, in the grand story, desirability is one of the key aspects. Um, I'm going to be working out of Psalm 42.1 today in the Hebrew Scriptures where it says, As the deer longs for, as the deer pants for water, so longs my soul for you, O God. In the book of Job, uh, chapter 12, verse 7, um, we're told, Let the animals teach you. And uh, that's why I want to step out of the human domain today and think about the animals, to think about the deer. Deer have been around for 10 to 20 million years, we're told, probably beginning somewhere in Mongolia and then expanding out across the earth. Let the animals teach you. Uh, our ancient uh, ancestors in faith understood the, the uh, revelation of nature, calling it the first Bible. And uh, so today we want to look at the deer. Uh, Jeannie and I have been looking at our cats uh, and learning things from them as they grow older. Today we look at the deer and uh, see uh, some key aspects about what it means for the spiritual life to be desirable. Well, the first thing it is, is, is it's natural. Deers drink naturally as the deer pants for the water. Uh, they do that naturally, don't they? It's, it, it's built in to who they are. And in fact, what we discover in the deer is that desirability is a natural response to an inward impulse. Deer notice, don't they, when they're thirsty. They notice when they're hungry. We do too, actually, don't we? Um, we can look at a clock and see that it's about time to eat a meal, but we tend to eat on a more natural cycle than a clock. We drink when we're thirsty. We uh, we eat when we're hungry, we sleep when we're tired, 
these kinds of natural cycles are built into us, and they're built into the spiritual life, too. Um, we can talk, and we'll be talking, about a lot of the different ways that we cultivate the spiritual life and practice the spiritual life, but we must never forget that what we're really pointing to, what we're really getting at, is something that's very natural to us. The second thing that we can say about the desirability of the spiritual life is that it's communal. You almost always see deer drinking together in a herd, in a group. Uh, they experience life together. Here's the importance of traditioning in our spiritual life. Richard Rohr has really helped me here because he says that traditioning, while there are a lot of problems with the Christian traditions and other you know, religious traditions, traditions play a, a crucial role at one point. They free us from egotism. They free us from thinking that our thoughts are the only thoughts that matter. And traditions move us toward wisdom. That is, knowledge and experience which is larger than we are. So the desirability of the spiritual life is that we experience life together. That we are teachers and students to one another. That we learn and grow as we relate to one another pick each other's brains, whatever you want to call it. The desirability of the spiritual life is, is the desire to, to, to not isolate ourselves in some kind of a, of a holy, solitary spirituality, but to bring ourselves into a community of love and compassion and wisdom. Third thing that we see in the deer is that it's personal. Now, now I just said it was communal, and now here I am saying it's personal, but what I mean here in personal is that the deer drink differently. If you watch a group of deer drinking or elephants or whatever it may be, they don't all drink the same. Some stay firmly on the shore and kind of, you know, reach their necks out into the water. Others drink standing in the water. They, they drink differently. Uh, the spiritual life is personal in the sense that uh, we don't pursue it with a one-size-fits-all pattern. We have a soul print that makes us as unique as the fingerprints at the tips of our fingers. This is where we take the wisdom of the community and we apply it to the individual lives and circumstances uh, that we have. Parker Palmer calls it, Let Your Life Speak. I'm going to reference his book on the Heart Sounds page today because it's so uh, in tune with what we're looking at today. The spiritual life is personal. Dear drinking, remind us of that. Fourth thing is that it's perpetual. Uh, you can see deer coming to drink day after day after day. They have their times of the day when they do this. It's a recurring cycle, and they drink in every stage of life. You don't just drink when you're a young deer or a middle-aged deer. The old deer come to drink water, too. Spirituality has its seasons, and one of the invitations, although it's a challenge, one of the invitations is to drink in the particular season of life that we're in and to cultivate our spiritual life at the age and stage that we are living in. The spiritual life is our deepest desire, not imposed upon us, but arising out of us from the depths of our hearts. As this episode of Heart Sounds draws to a close, I want to thank you for listening today, and I hope that what you've heard has been helpful. If you know of others who would benefit 
from what we're sharing in this series, please tell them about it so that they can connect to Heart Sounds. Uh, remember the Heart Sounds Facebook page where I support and resource these uh, audio podcasts. And it also gives you a place to interact with me by sharing your experiences or asking your questions. Be on the lookout for the next Heart Sounds episode. It's coming soon.